Bagseed Chronicles. everyone welcome to the bag seed chronicles this is your host uncle dig and i'm so happy that you've joined me again today i don't have a guest for you today as um, i have been extremely busy and i've had trouble finding a guest and i wanted to fill y'all in and some problems or um not problems challenges i've been going on in my more personal life right um that have kept me from recording the podcast as often as i would like um, my significant other, my silent partner is sick. Um, she has some sort of weird condition. Um, we're still trying to get a proper diagnosis, but she has, is no longer working and, um, she's incapable of doing a lot of things that she normally does. So I've been having to pick up the slack everywhere. So, um, if this becomes more sporadic or if the quality suffers, I, I'm sorry. Um, I am trying to juggle multiple plates on very long poles, but I think I'm doing okay so far. So uh, we're treading water quite nicely. I'm sorry the podcast isn't coming out as often, but I promise you that I will keep you in my mind and that I will continue to um, uh, try to produce content and to think about uh, cannabis in a creative way. And I've got an amazing gardening update for you today. When I when I do get this all put together, it's going to be really good. Um, I've been thinking a lot about cannabis, as is always the case. And I am just, you know, it was demoralizing um, when the mites came and ate a lot of my crop. But then I started trimming what I was able to pull in. And I actually got, I still got an okay harvest. And I'm just feeling renewed and reinvigorated. You know, at the beginning, like towards the middle of the, like the end of the summer, when the plants were really getting chewed up bad. And I thought I was going to lose my whole crop. Um, I was really struggling. Um, and I didn't think I was going to grow big outdoor plants anymore. And I still might not, but I may grow a couple, you know, it's so fun. And I still got like a really large yield off of, uh, well, the canatonic and the CBD Dutch treat, my morning smoke, my coveted CBD, my two to ones, my one to ones. And so that really makes me happy. And I did, it was man. I managed to pull in some amnesia haze and I still haven't completely destroyed my fire on my roof, so I still might get some indica from the outdoors this year. We'll see. Um, but there are no guarantees in farming, so you can't really get depressed when you lose a crop. I mean, I do. I mean, everyone still does. But you you should do your best to take it on the chin because it happens to all of us at least once. I don't know too many growers who haven't lost a lot of pot to some pest or mold or mildew or plant disease 
happens to everyone. I mean, and if it hasn't happened to you, it hasn't happened to you yet. It will happen to you eventually. Um, I know there are growers that haven't haven't run into really major pest problems, but a lot of times those are really lucky or really young growers. Um, this year I've had mites, thrips, and I've got I've got a new bug. Um, and I think it is a true bug. Um, I haven't been able to identify it yet, so I'm still doing some research. Some of these littler, like, true bugs can be hard to identify. A lot of their eggs look the same. I don't even know if this is a predatory bug or not, so... It, it, uh, maybe I'll update you about that later, but I still haven't figured out what it is. Um, I don't even know if it's predatory or if it's hurting or helping my plants. <sighs> but yeah, that's what's been going on with me, sick wife frantic life right so that's what i've got going on here and uh let's move on into the show i'm i've been like toying with the idea of being a little more whimsical and introducing a little bit more fun fiction into the podcast more along the lines of um the introduction to the history segments some of y'all i hope have heard and if you want to check some of those, you know, check out the back catalog. There's a bunch of different episodes that y'all could listen to. I've been doing this now for um, well over a year. And so um, I would I would recommend you listen to one of the longer interview podcasts. Um, if you listened all the way to the end of some of the podcasts, I do fun edits at the end too because I think they're funny and I think they harken back to like old radio programs that I enjoy, like fun drops and stuff. And so I like to do that stuff. The show is a little heavier on the edits than maybe y'all think. Um, and those drops can take a fair amount of time to create and edit. And there's an inherent risk with copyrights there that I think y'all are aware of that I'm taking. Um, fair use and all that, but I don't post the show on YouTube for that, kind of for that reason. Some of y'all... I've asked me, you know, why I don't post the Bagsy Chronicles on YouTube. And that's why I um, frequently um, take little clips of like pop culture from YouTube and then post them into the in cut, cut sounds and then modify them and then put them in here. And I don't think YouTube would like that. And I, and I think they've had um, a mixed um, record of dealing with fair use issues. And so I just, I don't want to. Uh, poke the bear and I still want access to those clips to make the show and and do creative cuts and stuff I know I know that sounds weird but like y'all can y'all can take cuts of this and use it in whatever you're making like I don't care I um I, I kind of have the controversial view that like yes and I should get paid for performances or work and there should be some framework of setting it up but at, at the end of the day also um, I think fair use comes to play, and I think that once it leaves you, you own it a little less, right? Like, does Van Morrison really own Brown-Eyed Girl anymore? Or would, maybe not. He might have been one of those guys that sold. Was it Van Morrison that sang Brown-Eyed Girl? Oh, God, am I going to sound like... I could edit. Hold on. Fuck. Okay, I'm not an asshole. It was Van Morrison who sang Brown-Eyed Girl. 
you know, it's funny. Um, I always associated brown-eyed women with, like, you know, regularity, you know. And I, I think if you listen to that song, you can't help but feel nostalgic, unless you've never had a brown-eyed girlfriend in that case. I don't know what to tell you. Or you had, like, a bad relationship with a brown-eyed girl, then you wouldn't feel so whimsical. I don't know. I assume Van Morrison has positive feelings toward that woman in some way. But anyway, there's a cannabis podcast, not a music podcast. Got green eyes looking at me right now. And that's so weird. I always associated green eyes with like aggressive, scary women who were kind of sexy. And now I'm married to a green eyed woman. So that's very interesting. Anyway, welcome to this episode of the Backseat Chronicles. We're going to do a garden update for sure. And then maybe we'll get a little silly. Let's overgrow the world. Uncle Dick's garden update. Oh my sweet, sweet baby Jesus. Hey, we are in gardening zone. 8B. It is officially spooky season. It's October 3rd, 2022. And this is me, Uncle Dig, with your garden update. It has been getting cooler at night, but we've got another warm snap coming in on Southern Oregon. And speaking of that, let's talk about my peppers. My peppers are doing great this year. I have more than I know what to do with. I've given some to family. I pickled my jalapenos, and I've already eaten all of them. They were delicious. I've dried some spicy chilies. I've frozen some others. I've made one batch of hot sauce. I'm getting ready to make much more. And the habanada chilies, the heatless habaneros, are coming ripe now, and I'll be picking them in the next couple of days, most likely. So the pepper garden has been doing great. And it looks like I'm going to pick some more peppers um, from the other plants as well before the cold finally does kill them. So that's exciting. So let's talk about what's left in the photo period garden. Right, I've still got two Fire of Maroof plants. Fire of Maroof 2 and Fire of Maroof 5. Both of them still have flowers on and were not completely eaten by mites, but the yield is going to be probably negligible. But I'm excited to taste what little flower I do have. Um, They're both um, milky and should start turning amber hopefully in the next week so I can chop those bad girls down and move them on into my garage. But we'll see what happens. Now let's talk about the autoflowers. I did harvest... um, one autoflower. It's still drying. It's the smallest plant I've ever harvested. It's You can see it on my Instagram. It's about the size of the last digit on my pinky finger. It's a blackberry from 420 Fast Buds that I overwatered, and then it just never, never got big. And then, of course, I have the two big buds. Both of them are getting bigger. One of them is flowering, um, and I've got her LST'd close to the ground. And she's outside, and so hopefully she'll put on a lot of weight for me with this heat snapper coming through. We're going to have a lot of nice nice hot weather, so those outdoor autos will have a chance to really bulk up, hopefully. Now I have an Afghan kush that I overwatered, and it's just coming out of its stunting, but I don't think it's going to yield very much either. And then same thing with a candy cane I also overwatered early on in its youth, although it's a little bit bigger, but I don't imagine it'll put much more on than an eighth. So, mixed results in the autoflower uh, garden. Getting some good results um, in some well-drained soil and some bad results in some soil I made myself as an experiment where I just threw a bunch of seed starter mix in with some old soil that I was reusing. And as a result, it it didn't result good. It wasn't good. So, that's how we learn. 
you know. Um, and then I have the two indoor flower, auto flowers, the two tangerine dreams. They are performing well and are being LST'd. They are in uh, three-gallon pots. But I bet the question you're all wondering, right, what are you all curious about is like, what did my other plants yield, right? So generally for an outdoor grower in my region, it's kind of faux pas to be public with what your yields are. Um, I'm rejecting that now. Um, I'm going to be open about what my yields were this summer, partially because I lost a hell of a lot of weed and I'm not as worried about shouting like, I have like whatever, whatever pounds of weed or whatever. So um, let's first talk about how much the amnesia hazes yielded. So the amnesia haze one, I got about five ounces off of that, which is not too bad. It would, it, it, it would, it would, oh, it's, it's really bad actually. It was, it, it had a pound on it and I told you I got mites and stuff. So it didn't go so well, um, but I did get something out of it. So I'm excited about what I did get and I've been enjoying that and it's very sweet. It's very nice. The amnesia haze too, unfortunately only yielded two ounces off that big outdoor plant I know but there are no guarantees in farming and it's delicious smoke and it's my favorite phenotype is the amnesia haste too now really really happy with the yield off the canatonic the canatonic I had to defoliate but not as much and I actually got 16.01 ounces so I just got just over a pound off the canatonic that's in a 30-gallon pot with a flexible trellis. So that's pretty cool. I got a pound off of that. So I'm really excited about that. I've got a lot of good morning CBD smoke, and I've got a pound of it, which is always very exciting. So I'll have plenty of that to smoke. Now let's talk about my CBD Dutch treat. Y'all, um, y'all, I am sure saw that I also had to defoliate that rather heavy, and it was kind of a struggle um, but then in the end, we ended up yielding pretty well. So the CBD Dutch treat yielded 1.6 pounds or just over one and a half pounds. So that's been one of my better yielders in the past few years. And I'm very, very, very happy with the results. Um, and I just really enjoy growing these CBD strains out. So Still a decent harvest this year. Did not and probably won't get the amount of indica that I wanted to get this year. But we're going to be continuing indoor um, as soon as I'm done drying the outdoor this year in the garage. As soon as I'm drying the big outdoor plants, um, I'm going to start some auto flowers in the 4x4. So we'll be off to the races again. And I should be looking at another couple of big, bigger indoor harvests in the next few months let's overgrow the world two and a half pounds of cbd it's fucking awesome hey i'm minor pete and when i'm not mining gold in the summer when autumn comes around i use all my gold filtering equipment to filter out something extra special that's right it's the finest joint sweetener. When your joint's feeling a little light, when you've been smoking the strain strain over again, or you're just toking a little too much, puffing a little too tough, 
and your tolerance needs a little bit more than a break can give you, well, have Minor Pete's Joint Sweetener. It's hash, you idiot. with a name of me enjoyed this episode of the Bagseed Chronicles, please share it with a friend. After all, the best Bagseeds always are. And if you're feeling really crazy, why don't you review this thing on iTunes, man? That'd be fun. You can reach me, Uncle Dig, on Instagram, at Uncle Dig. The bumper music on this podcast was produced by Chad DeVillier on ukulele. He can be followed on YouTube, at ukuleles are stupid or on instagram at chadwick enterprises thank you for listening to the bag seed